0: super talk mississippi media production
1: toyota of brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in southwest mississippi four years in a
2: row come see the difference exit 40 brookhaven or online at toyota great service great savings at toyota brookhaven we deliver
3: this is gerard gibbert and thank you for listening to middays here on super talk mississippi are you?
0: welcome to real talk for real mississippians Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
3: Good morning, welcome everyone to the JT Show Super Talk Mississippi. You got Gerard and Rhino. We are in the Super Talk studios. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. You have any trouble getting in?
4: Not at all. I was just joking with Will because we were up here yesterday going through some live coverage of Hurricane Ida, and right before we dispersed, he he let me know, "Hey, look, I'm going to be up here. If you can't make it in, just let me know." And I, I told him, I was like, look, i got several different ways I can get out. It would have to have a couple trees down or something. Yeah. And last night I spent about five, ten minutes thinking about, all right, that tree would have to fall, or that tree would have to fall, or there would have to be water over here, really. And so I just went to bed, woke up, looked outside, and where I am, there weren't even any leaves down. Like, dude, really? I had like four leaves on my car. So it, it really wasn't that big a deal getting in. Although, the crosswind and the and the headwind on the interstate was kind of
3: fun. I noticed that as well. Uh, especially when you slow down and you're not propelling under the power of the vehicle. The wind sort of takes over. But it looks like uh, the big chunk of the Magnolia State were not as lucky as I was. What's that? As oh, far yeah, as like yeah, trees
4: yeah. down, limbs down,
3: property damage, flooding. It's, Especially on the coast and in in southwest Mississippi, looks to be where the worst of the storm plowed through the state. And present position, not far from us here in central Mississippi, right? About 30, 40 miles to our southwest. Is that the position it appears of the eye? And it looks. The
4: remnants of the eye wall?
3: Yeah, what's left, I guess. And. Most of the precipitation and the bad weather, of course, on that eastern side, southeast Mississippi, uh, really seeing a lot of bands and what appear to be fairly strong thunderstorms embedded in some of those bands. That's always the risk. And that is scheduled to continue for most of the duration of the day. Around central Mississippi, the winds aren't appear to be quite as strong. As we're forecast. And I think the next couple of hours looks like is uh, between now and I guess during the show when the strongest winds are expected to come through. It was uh, a bit of a challenge getting from the parking lot, honestly. That's a pretty strong wind. Uh, the gust, you know, it's the, the sort of um, sustained winds. They're not terribly bad, but when the gusts kick up, especially when you open your car door, that uh, presents a particular problem, and an umbrella is no match. <laughs> uh, just let me l- let you know that. And let's see, across the state, we've got school closures, business closures. It really doesn't look like anything's operating for the most part. C-stores, gas stations, on my route That's what it looks like is... Are there any traffic? Was
4: a lot
3: more. What's the word I'm looking for? Laid back this morning. Looks like Christmas. A little bit. Kind of what it reminded me of, uh, to some extent. Is anything open? Are any district school districts open that you're aware of? I I think uh, I don't know. We have
4: majority of them closed down for the day.
3: Yeah, certainly around here I saw reports of all of them. I gotta believe that's the case across the state of folks on the C Spire Text Line also let us know how you guys are doing, especially our friends on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I checked in with a couple last night just via text and you know they're they're safe, they're fine, they're they're worried of course and Yeah, as of right
4: now it's the extreme southeast corner along the Gulf Coast. Just the southeast corner of the Magnolia State that is seeing the, the heaviest rain and the strongest wind right now.
3: Yeah. And that's just that sort of comma around the uh, eastern side, wrapped around, of, as you said, the remnants of the eye, and those extend all the way out into the Gulf. I mean, those are tales of bands of bad weather, certainly rain bands, and some embedded storms. So we're not, certainly not out of the woods yet, but I have seen some photos. It's so weird. I've seen some photos of, of uh, Louisiana, which unfortunately was uh, bore the the brunt of the storm. And photos this morning of folks sharing of the destruction in south Louisiana. And the sun is shining, which is kind of typical for a hurricane as it moves through and sort of pulls all the moisture with it. But uh, looking at kind of the tornado watch area now, looks like in Mississippi you could sort of take Hattiesburg all the way down through the coastal counties in that part of Mississippi is at the most risk in southeast Mississippi. But really, the storm in terms of uh, tornado possibilities and risk and, and severe thunderstorm risk is more over into Alabama, uh, tomorrow at least, and, and certainly in Uh, western Alabama today. And again that's just that eastern side of the storm. It does appear from original projections of the path that it did shift somewhat, would you say, to the east?
4: Yeah, the original projections were showing it moving more northerly than easterly, but it appears to have been hooking to the east more than moving north, which means the southern part of the state's going to spend more time under it and getting more rain and more wind, but that does look like it's going to not dump as much rain on the northern half of the state, and it also looks like the northern half of the state's going to miss a lot of those tropical forest winds.
3: Yeah. And, and just looking at the projected path right now, it's almost as if it gets up and to uh, the northern part of our state and just makes a direct beeline f- for Pennsylvania is, uh, is where the track is uh, showing now, forecasting now. With respect to some of our listeners on the C Spire text line, and of course we're on video as well, if you've got the various tools to catch us on video, please do so. Moe says he's listening to us on the app that the Monticello station 102.1 is down we did expect some of this. Uh, our engineering team told us about that yesterday, that the possibility exists for that. So we uh, appreciate you letting us know that, Mose, and thanks for tuning in on the app. Uh, schools are open in Tupelo, that on the C Spire text line from a listener in the 662 region. Appreciate you letting us know that. A little surprised at that, I guess? But, yeah, because
4: a lot of schools were going ahead and pulling the trigger early, just in case. But uh, yeah, I guess they were looking at that track and seeing it move more east than north and figured they could
3: safely get to school. My guess is what will be left of the worst of the storm will hit that area probably tonight.
4: And you got to think about it. This, this is a... A hot-button debate over schools getting closed for inclement weather and stuff like that but the the main driving force of whether or not they close a school from my understanding is the safety of children on a school bus yeah and you think about we were just talking about driving in and how it was a little squirrely with the sideways winds now imagine you're on a big yellow dog that wind can get really hairy really quickly.
3: Yeah, big surfaces that present to the wind that are make it a, a risky ride. Bo from Gulfport says, Seems like most of Gulfport is looking okay from what I've been able to see so far. Thanks for checking in, uh, Bo. Bo in Indianola. I am hauling load from Memphis to Mobile in Tupelo. Now what is ahead of me, down 45. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the heart of the storm. Yeah, that's exactly right. it's, uh, it's almost parallels the, the border uh, between uh, Mississippi and Alabama. The way those bands come out from the, the top, the uh, northern and the northeast section of the storm. Feeder bands here on the 228 sent us a video. Stay safe down there. 228, of course. The yeah, Mark from Pascagoula saying, getting pounded in Pascagoula right
4: now, Right, rain ban right on us.
3: Yeah, and, and just looking at the radar, that, that does make sense. That's what we're seeing as well. Mark, please stay safe. Haven't seen the updated track. Is it still going to go straight over the area of Tennessee that was horrifically flooded last week? That does appear to be the case. Uh, yes, yeah, great point. That's from Jason on the ceasefire tax text line. Just looking at the latest track. Uh, going straight over Nashville in that area.
5: Thankfully,
4: there. it will have dissipated below a tropical storm, below a tropical depression. It'll just be a
3: nasty low front, yeah. or last nasty low spot. Exactly. Uh, folks, we've got plenty of guests coming up on the JT Show today. Uh, after the break, coming up here in a couple of minutes, Mar Hartman, Senior Lead Communications Specialist from Entergy Mississippi, will get an update on power outages. Bob Getty, the general manager of Super Talk Hattiesburg and Laurel will join us at 10:37. Kyle Curley from Super Mississippi Gulf Coast at 11:05. Robert Bird from uh, Super Talk Southwest Mississippi and Pike County. We've got the National Weather Service at 12:05 and at, Mima at 12:37. I think we got Seaspire calling in as well to give us an update on uh, their operating. Uh, situation with their network. So lots of guests to keep you informed here on the JT Show in Top Mississippi. Ron says the Caven station is up. I'm listening to it now. Thanks for that update, Ron. Leslie in Grenada. The Grenada School District is closed. Just lots of information. Appreciate it uh, to all our listeners for checking in. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Cylinder For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Tropical storm conditions with showers and thunderstorms, high near 78. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms as well, low around 72. Your Tuesday, an 80% chance of rain, high near 86. And for your Wednesday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
7: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
8: Does your body hurt? Have you tried unsuccessful treatments for plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder pain, or IT band? Innovative Health Clinic, formerly Acoustic Wave Treatment Center, offers an affordable non-surgical solution through acoustic wave therapy. The beneficial effects of acoustic wave therapy are often experienced after only one or two treatments. The therapy eliminates pain and restores mobility, improving your quality of life. Schedule your appointment at 601-944-5585 or online at innovativehealthclinic.net. Now taking same-day appointments.
6: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at majesticmetalsinc.com.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: We are back on the JT show, Super Top Mississippi, on this stormy Monday as Hurricane Ida made landfall late yesterday, plowed through South Louisiana, left an absolute path of destruction. So far, only one casualty, only one fatality reported the governor did the governor of louisiana john bell edwards did announce this morning he expects that number to rise and we pray and hope that's not the case of course but looking at some of the video and some of the the images of uh, south louisiana was just breathtaking honestly folks i'm not sure if you've seen any of that any of that but good grief Extremely strong winds going through, storm surge going through. For the most part, Mississippi was spared the absolute worst of the storm. But Louisiana got hammered, I believe, latest reports with respect to power outages. Just taking a look at that, uh, Rhino, the, uh, in, in Louisiana, in the entire parish of Orleans is out.
4: Right. Yeah, it's over a million folks without power in Louisiana, and compared can, to about 100,000 in the Magnolia State.
3: Yeah, exactly. I'm, the latest data I'm seeing uh, says 127,000 in Mississippi, but well over a million, and that was predicted even when it was four and 500,000 yesterday in Louisiana. Predictions were that it would eclipse a million, and that certainly did happen. I think Entergy is reporting that uh, the damage in Orleans Parish was catastrophic. I'm not sure what that means in terms of restoration of power, but
4: I don't know. I do know that there was a report. I haven't seen a confirmation of it, but I'm sure we'll find out now that daylight has broken and they're getting out there and getting cleaned up. But the main transmission tower on the Mississippi River... Fell into the
3: Mississippi River. Yeah, saw the same. Uh, so we're trying to get Mara, right, from Entergy, on the line, and and uh, we apologize for that. But my guess is something came up. Uh, is is likely what the situation is. But hopefully, before the show's out, we'll uh, get her on and see what she can tell us about power outages and restoration of power. Uh, ben from Madison says, Any word on scope of damage on the Mississippi coast? Prayers for all those in Ida's path. You know, Ben, at this point, it's just anecdotal. Uh, friends, folks on our, on our text line have, have texted in. It uh, doesn't appear to be certainly the level of devastation that occurred in Louisiana. Haven't seen that at this point. Also, we had, uh, we broadcast yesterday, not sure if uh, you were aware of that, came in the studio two to five, and we did talk to Commissioner Sean Tindall, who not only is the Commissioner of the Department of Public Safety, but uh, resides on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and at that point, close to being at the worst part of the storm, I think, when we had him on the air, also had Ricky Matthews host of Coastview on Super Talk, Gulf Coast, Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, um, the it appeared that again, Mississippi was being spared from the worst. No, no reports of. Any yeah, there were worries
4: about uh, storm surge and wind, which those are the two main problems in a hurricane on the coastlines. And I've seen a couple different reports. Again, they're anecdotal, but they're. They're talking about the debris line where the water has receded and you've got some debris that's washed up to that point. And they're saying it's about what they expected, eight or nine feet of surge, which is not great,
3: but not terrible. Yeah, I also heard yesterday, even while we were on the air, a report where the buoys are measuring the wave heights that the highest recorded was 37 feet. That is one big wave. 37 feet. That's a wall of water. Of course, that's out in the Gulf, wherever the buoys are, but that just shows you how strong the storm was churning up the Gulf. This thing is it's big. It's, uh, it's powerful. It's potent. It uh, left a path of destruction. The irony, of course, is it's the exact same day that Hurricane Katrina uh, hit the Mississippi Gulf Coast directly. This storm doesn't appear to be as as broad just in in sheer size as Katrina but it's stronger, right? Slightly stronger at, at the time it hit. It depends landfall. on the measurement.
4: Um okay. it did have higher wind speeds at landfall than oh. Katrina in Louisiana. Yep. But it had a higher millibar reading, which is the pressure. pressure so Katrina right. was a lower pressure storm, which means it had higher intensity.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know that parsing that out and splitting hairs at this point makes any difference. Uh, it still left a path of destruction. Both of them did. Of course, the question is, how long to rebuild, recover? And, and I've seen interviews got up very early this morning, curious as to what was going on, and Saw some interviews with mayors of the various and, and county parish, excuse me, presidents of the, uh, the various parishes severely impacted, such as St. Bernard Parish. And, you know, those folks, uh, they, they sign up for this and they know it, and when it happens, it just consumes them. But to, uh, to a person, they all said, you know, we're ready for this thing to get out of here and, and the rain to stop, the sun to come out so we get to work and start cleaning stuff up. And, you know, that'll be a monumental effort. Uh, of course, uh, Larry in Jackson says, I wonder where New Orleans will go, Jackson, Houston, Memphis, probably all the above, Larry, uh, from, again, it's anecdotal, but here in central Mississippi... I saw just riding by the the, the uh, various hotels. The parking lots are jammed full, as you would expect. So they're they're all consumed. The other thing I noticed is uh, last night in the six o'clock or so time frame when I left here, uh, the fast food restaurants have lines uh, doubled over, you know, around the block, as they say, which I think is indicative of a lot of folks traveling into the area and looking for something to eat. The uh, interesting thing about oil, that's always something you have to pay attention to, is the price of oil at the barrel went up slightly in futures and then came down. Lots of rumors out there about possible disruptions to the oil supply, but uh, the traders, the commodity markets, seem to feel that or seem to be indicating that the the damage and the disruption is not intended to, or excuse me, expected to be that extensive, and it is Labor Day. Labor Day is approaching. Typically, the price of gas at the pump rises somewhat, just with uh, demand increasing for the Labor Day weekend traveling. So we'll see, but I guess my point of reference on that was Katrina, where we did have Sharp rise in gas, as you as you recall, and and lots of widespread shortages, long lines. Well, yeah, for for a while, right, a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, it seems. And as you recall, part of that was because the terminals were knocked out of operation, so they couldn't distribute the blended final product that uh, is comes from the terminals, including here in Mississippi. That doesn't seem to be the case at this point. So hopefully that will be a kind of a minor problem relative to the major problem it was with respect to to uh, Katrina. I, I noticed one gas station kind of along my route. I took a couple of routes yesterday to just get a sense for what that was looking like. There's one not far from the studio I noticed. It's got all the pumps uh, wrapped up, is out of gas. I, I noticed a couple of others that are down to the most expensive premium blend, that's, that's typically what happens, the first to go or the uh, the, the uh, lower quality blends, the less expensive. So that's not surprising. But uh, nonetheless... You would imagine they'll be back up and running within 12, 24 hours. I think so. I mean, that seems to be the case. Uh, looking at images now live from New Orleans, there is a reporter on the Weather Channel there, reporting from the quarter, and there's traffic moving, which is kind of surprising. The buildings all seem to be intact, which is good news. They just don't have any power. Outage is now 1,037,000. Or- Orleans Parish, 177,000. Jefferson, where Metairie is, Kenner and so forth, 200,000. East Baton Rouge, 165. St. Tammany, 111. So the bottom line is, across the entire state of Mississippi, we have fewer than individually East Baton Rouge, Orleans, and Jefferson. We're, we're fortunate in that regard. So whew, thanks for, for uh, weighing in on the C Spire text line, uh, everyone. We've got a lot more to talk about. We'll try to give you the latest updates here on the JT Show. We've got Bob Getty coming up, the general manager of Supertalk Hattiesburg and Laurel, next. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
7: diamond importer.
2: From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com.
11: Have you worked at the same company for multiple years? Always on time, doing what's expected? You were told when you were hired, there was a chance to move up the ladder, but it never happened. Ace Bolt and Screw Company, locally owned and operated since 1969, are looking to hire multiple warehouse techs with opportunities to move up the ladder. Competitive pay, full-time employment, and benefits are available. To apply, email hr at acebolt.net.
12: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. An emergency declaration from Mississippi was signed by President Biden, and as Governor Reeves explains, it does several things.
13: That allows us to move, for instance, Mississippi National Guard teams to Camp Shelby. We also have uh, guard teams uh, located on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It allows us to go ahead and, and activate and pay with federal and state resources. Our search and rescue teams, for instance, at the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, we states them in a couple of different locations, just so that we can support any and all local activities and whatever our local emergency management directors need, whatever our local law enforcement partners need. We want to be prepared to get there and get there quickly.
12: And after Hurricane Ida came ashore Sunday, President Biden spoke from FEMA headquarters.
0: We're going to be here. We're going to be here to help the Gulf region get back on its feet as quickly as possible, as long as it takes. I'm Andy Davis.
3: With the surge in COVID-19 cases, Mississippi's hospitals are overwhelmed. The best way to stay out of the hospital and avoid serious illness and even death from COVID is to get vaccinated. I'm Gerard Gibbert, and I got vaccinated after discussing with my personal physician and many doctor friends. Vaccines are safe and effective, but they only work if you get the shot. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or calling 800-232-0233. This message is brought to you by SuperTalk mississippi media gallo knows mississippi better than anyone
0: no one gets better interviews than him gallo he has all the questions everybody wants to know mornings on super talk mississippi Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network. Supertalk, Mississippi News. At supertalk.fm. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. On Supertalk, Mississippi.
3: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi, on this uh, stormy Monday. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Joining us now, Mara Hartman, Senior Lead Communications Specialist from Entergy, Mississippi. Good morning, Mara. Thanks for joining us.
14: Good morning. Thanks for having me on.
3: All right. So, give us the latest with respect to uh, power outages. What's the situation in Entergy's service area, in particular in Mississippi?
14: Well, as of about 10.30 this morning, we have just under 43,000 of our 450,000 customers um, without power here in Mississippi. And uh, so we're grateful the number's so low right now, but we certainly expect it to get a lot higher as we go throughout throughout the day.
3: Yeah. Uh, does it look like it's going to, based on the storm and in, in your service area, what does it look like for central mississippi and uh throughout the remainder of the day
14: well um we do expect central mississippi and southwest mississippi to receive the brunt of the storm and the outages that we have to deal with here um it's 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 a waiting game to see how bad it will be until the storm completely moves out of the area but we're ready to restore everyone just as quick as it's it's safe to do so once the winds die down to below 30 miles per hour and we can get bucket trucks up and then once the lightning moves out of the area.
3: Uh, I assume that Energy has assets that are staged position ready to deploy when that occurs?
14: Oh, yes. We've got a... Um, uh, boots-on-the-ground uh, assembly of more than 2,000 workers ready to respond. Uh, we have a day-to-day contingency of about 500 linemen, so that'll give you an idea of the extra number of resources that we brought in to attack this problem, and um, they are, many of them are already in, especially the extra ones who came out, um, are already in in the areas we expect to be hardest hit, so they'll be ready to hit the ground running when when it's safe to do so
3: what about assistance from uh, power providers in other states are they coming into the area to help out
14: oh yeah as they always do and we're grateful for them um we know i know we've got some in from arkansas already um i have uh i have been also looking at the crews coming into to louisiana that's our sister company there so I don't know who all going to, um, from which states they're going to, Louisiana or Mississippi, but they're covering us both right now, and, and I'm sure we'll learn as the day rolls on there. But definitely had a, several from our own entergy, Arkansas that moved into the area beginning yesterday.
5: Hmm. All right.
3: Well, that's that's good news. What about uh, your service area in Louisiana? I know you have a lot down there. What's that looking like?
14: It's looking, it's looking rough. It's, Hurricane Ida is one of the strongest storms to have ever hit that area. And we have about 900,000 customers without power down there. So significantly more than we have here in Mississippi. Um, and their outages are continuing to mount. I don't think they've hit a peak outage number yet. So um, more than likely, once we restore all of our outages here in Mississippi, our linemen will go down to help out the, the people in south Louisiana and maybe even south Mississippi if the other utility companies need our help down there. But we're going to get everybody back restored in Mississippi um, before we do that. So that's that's going to be on down the line for a little while.
3: Got gotcha. you. Mara, thanks so much for joining us and giving us an update. Uh, and uh, God bless everyone trying to help us get the power. Back on.
14: Yes, thank you both. We appreciate y'all.
3: You got it. All right, Rhino, we got uh, Bob. Bob Getty. He is the general manager of Super Talk Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob, welcome.
15: Gerard, how are you today?
3: Doing fantastic. Uh, under the circumstances, tell us what it's like uh, down there in the Pine Belt.
15: Well, we had a quite an interesting night, Gerard. Uh, uh, the store really made its presence known here in this area around midnight, and we had. Really, torrential rain and uh, pretty high winds for about six hours. I just don't see how it could have rained uh, any harder, to tell you the truth. So this morning we get up, and uh, here's sort of an assessment of what uh, we've been able to gather. We had uh, 10 roads around uh, about an hour ago in Hattiesburg, uh, still closed from flash flooding, including a pretty pretty big intersection on 49 South and West Pine Street. Uh, reports of some power lines down around to uh, various parts of the city. Over at Jones County in Laurel, uh, even worse, 22 streets closed this morning from street flooding and a number of trees and power lines down. Uh, of course, last night, that was kind of a ghost town. I rode down Highway 98 West about 8.30 last night, which is normally really busy. Hundreds of businesses uh, on that stretch of highway. Uh, there were three open uh, that I could see uh, at 8.30. And uh, so, you know, things are still pretty much closed down here today. The main clinic, Hattiesburg Clinic, is closed. All the schools are closed. Uh, County businesses are closed. I checked with our area power companies uh, about an hour ago, and uh, Pearl River Valley Electric reports 10,000 customers uh, were knocked out of power, 15,073 with Southern Pine Electric, and 2,772 with Dixie Electric. So that was a total of 27,845 homes in, in our area here in the Pine Belt that at some point during the night uh, got their power knocked off. So we had quite a storm come through here. It hit about midnight. Uh, it seemed to subside some around 6 this morning. Still kind of rainy and overcast here with some pretty fair wind gusts. But uh, interesting night. We had about six hours of really intense weather. That uh, resulted in uh, you know a lot of power a lot of power out, a lot of traffic lights out throughout the city, and some roads flooded at both Laurel and Hattiesburg. So, things are gradually coming back to normal, but uh, pretty active night uh, from midnight till about six this morning, George.
3: When the when the power uh, goes off, what what's the most typical cause? Is it uh, trees falling on power lines? Is it transformers blowing up because they connected to something? What what do you what do you know about that?
15: Well, from what I can gather, you know, we've had a lot of rain down here over the last few months, and yeah. uh, so I, I know there were a number of power lines that went down. Uh, now, in the area that I live out of, West Hattiesburg, all the utilities are underground. Mm-hmm. And this immediate area did not really suffer any power outages, so I believe that uh, I believe it's a combination of two things. I believe it's power lines coming down, and uh, also you know the intense the intense rain that we had last night mm-hmm. uh, may very well have damaged some of the uh, transformers in the area. But boy, I'm mean, going to tell you, I don't see how it could have rained any harder than it was raining at about two or three o'clock this morning.
3: Yeah, I I actually rolled over uh, trying to sleep through it, but worried the whole time, kind of sleeping lightly and rolled over, checked my phone, looked at the radar, and, and noticed just how intense the uh, the rain was falling on the, the south central part of the state at that time. So I can only imagine it as it moved on through it, just kind of the timing of those bands is sort of what dictates just how strong it will be on top of you, you know, as they sort of whip around. It looks like in central Mississippi we're gonna be spared from what I can tell, Rhino, of kind of the worst as it sort of moves north and spins. Looks like that's gonna spin it so that it's actually more intense in terms of precipitation northeast of us than it is right here as it moves through. Just just looking at that, kind of projecting it. But how did you compare this, Bob, to Katrina?
15: Oh, I don't think this was nearly as bad uh, in this area as Hurricane Katrina, because here, with Katrina, there were a lot of homes damaged, uh, a lot of big trees fell into houses, uh, and uh, I-, I didn't live here at the time, but I've got a lot of friends down here now that tell me it was quite horrific, and uh, and that the worst part was probably the week or ten days after, when no one had power and electricity, and it was really, really hot. Uh, you know, this this was a, a significant storm, but I don't I don't think this in the Pine Belt was anywhere near the uh, uh, created anywhere near the damage that Katrina did, Gerardo.
3: Yeah, is everything closed down? Schools, businesses, etc. Closed down.
15: Yeah, all the schools are closed. All the county offices in this area are closed. I would say probably seventy five percent. Uh, the businesses are still closed today. Uh, Hattiesburg Clinic, which is the primary health care facility here, it is closed today. I think it will be tomorrow before things begin to get back to normal. A couple of school districts have announced they're going to stay open, or stay closed until uh, Wednesday. But I suspect most everybody will be back open. And uh, after the day passes, I think things will begin to get back to normal
3: down here. Yeah, I certainly hope so. Do you, do you have any uh, friends or reports from Louisiana? They really got pounded.
15: They got hit really, really hard, and and I can tell you that south of here in Pearl River County, they got hit pretty hard as well. In fact, uh, as about an hour ago, there were still flash warnings down there, and still some pretty strong thunderstorms uh, to the south of Hattiesburg. Essentially yeah. speaking, the the crooks of the storm went to the uh, just to the west of Hattiesburg, the line over around Tyler Town, back over toward Macomb in that area. But what we got was uh, fairly uh, was fairly significant, and uh, we're all glad that it's passed through. Gerard, yeah,
3: absolutely, Bob. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate the info. It was a good report, and y'all stay safe down there. Thank you, sir. Well, we'll take a break right here. We've got uh, another segment. We got news coming up at the top of the hour, and then Kyle Curry, it uh, curly, excuse me, it manager and afternoon traffic reporter, Super Mississippi Gulf Coast will join us after that. We got lots more. Talking about the weather today on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
7: Shark Tank's real estate tycoon, Barbara Corcoran, only recommends Lee Garland in the Jackson area. Lee Garland is the number one real estate team in all of Mississippi, as published by the Wall Street Journal, directly responsible for helping over 9,000 families reach their real estate goals. That's over $1.25 billion in real estate. And those hard-to-sell listings? They just make the elite team even more motivated. Success stories like Stan and Northeast Jackson, Lee puts superior marketing strategy into gear. guided stand with advice on preparing his home for market, and is sold within 48 hours for the asking price. And in those cases where real life happens, Lee will let you out of your contract at any time, or will give you an instant cash offer. No showings, repairs, or hassles. I wouldn't recommend Lee Garland without personal experience and a long list of outstanding, satisfied clients. Call Lee Garland Group today. eXp Realty at 601-983-1130. Visit LeeWillBuyIt.com and start start packing.
16: Wives, do you have trouble getting your husbands to see a doctor? Tell them the doctor has a boat for sale. At Man Up MD, we understand most men don't have a doctor, but they should. Man Up MD is a men's clinic designed for men by men to handle manly issues. From day-to-day primary care to reclaiming your energy and vigor, Man Up MD can keep you healthy and feeling your best. Check us out at menshealthmississippi.com. That's menshealthms.com.
17: This is the opening every market report. At the open of the New York Cotton Exchange December cotton was down 89 to 93.95. March cotton was down 73 to 93.10. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down 17 and a half to 13.05 and three quarters per bushel. January soybeans were down 15 and a half to 13.11 and three quarters per bushel. December corn was down 10 and a quarter to 543 and a half per bushel. March corn was down nine and a quarter to 551 per bushel the Mercantile, October live cattle was down 60 to 128.52. December live cattle was down 55 to 134.77. October feeders down 10 to 168.32. November feeders up 10 to 170.05. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 27 points, 35,483. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News
11: Network.
18: How can propane gas enhance your outdoor experience this season? When it comes to outdoor grilling, there's no better source than propane. But have you thought about a beautiful outdoor fireplace and lighting fueled by propane as well? The perfect setting, worry-free grilling with propane, a golden propane fire to sit by, and soothing propane lights burning in the background. Impress yourself, friends, and family with propane. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more.
16: Good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: I'm back. I told you I was coming back. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. The uh, received a notification from uh, Mississippi Blood Services says, uh, Due to weather concerns, all mobile blood drives are canceled today. With the emergency blood shortage already impacting the ability to get Mississippi patients what they need, we ask that you consider donating at our Flowwood Center. That's in Rankin County. Once it is safe to do so, the blood supply is at crisis levels, and we need you ASAP. We are offering a twenty-dollar redeemable gift card to all donors at this location today and tomorrow. That's MississippiBlood.com. So, yeah, that uh, that problem, of course, persists persists, and this uh, weather situation exacerbates it. Uh, folks can't get out, and they certainly can't conduct a mobile. Uh, blood donation operations. We, we certainly understand that. Just looking at the present situation, Rhino, looks like that the worst rain in the state of Mississippi underneath those bands is down in the southeast corner, Pascagoula. That's what I'm seeing. Is that what you're seeing as well?
4: Yeah, that's where it seems to be the... Uh Brightest shade of
3: magenta on the uh,
4: on the radar, yeah, which is never a good time.
3: No, there is an embedded vertical line, kind of extends northwest uh, on down to the southeast. That is just to the west of Forest in Morton, Mississippi. Looks like, based on the way it's spinning, might touch Canton, slightly north of Canton and north the northern part of Madison County. But I guess the good news is that the southwest section of the state, Macomb, uh, Natchez, Fayette, et cetera, looks to be clear of the rain at this point. Not sure they'll receive any more based on just the movement and direction and trend of the storm. But in terms of the effect on Mississippi and the forecast there, it looks like the northeastern part of the state is set to receive what remains as the storm continues to pull off to the northeast. Uh, and and of course, as we said earlier, looking at all the warnings in Alabama, kind of on a line between Montgomery and Mobile, just lots of blocks of warnings because those bands are going to start spinning in that counterclockwise direction right now. The, that Really bad weather that's uh, atop of uh, Pascagoula and extends over into Grand Bay and Mobile. So, anyhow, Katrina was still a hurricane up until almost Meridian. It stayed a monster all the way into Tennessee. Ida is weakening a lot quicker. That from Jason on the C Spire tax line. That does appear to be the case, and we are grateful for that. Paul and Meridian reports a power line is laying on my fence. Hope my horses stay away. Uh, we do too, Paul. Sorry to hear that. Uh, let us know, have you lost power as a result? Is that a line that, is, uh, that feeds your your place there? It would be interesting to know that. So, uh, sounds like that our station in Monticello is back up. According to Moe's, that's good to hear. Haven't heard any other reports from listeners or viewers are we having some technical challenges with the, the video feed at this point? Yeah,
4: we are uh, we're still live. You can hear us on all the local Supertalk stations. You can still listen live on the app and on the website, but for some strange reason that we are endeavoring to figure out, the gremlins have gotten on the video feed, and it is, uh, you're going to experience some technical difficulties trying to watch us on the website or on the app, but if you've got C Spire TV, we're still on there, and that's the that's the part we can't quite figure out.
3: Channel seventy, right? That's correct. Yep. Thrasher High School is closing at twelve o'clock noon in Prentice County in North Mississippi. That on the six six two on the C Spire text line. Appreciate that information. I'm sort of wondering if we won't see the same from other schools in the northeastern part of the state. We we learned earlier Tupelo is open. Starkville as well. I guess it just depends on what the forecast for winds appear to be. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh,
4: the predictive or the Storm Prediction Center their convective outlook where they're they're looking at where storms might pop up. And there's a big chunk on the western side of the state from about Greenwood level down to about Natchez level on that on the Mississippi River side where you're probably not going to see much more of anything. Versus you draw a line carving out from about Meridian down to uh, just east of Gulfport and Biloxi, that southeastern corner of the Magnolia State, you're looking at a slight chance of storms as it pertains to this Hurricane Ida, or now Tropical Storm Ida, making its way through the state.
3: Get this in before we go to break. Dusted from Walnut, Light Rain in Tishomingo, stay safe. Thank you for your efforts. Alcorn County Schools dismissing at 1230. So there you go. That's way up in the northeast corner. We got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. And then after that, Kyle Curley, IT Manager and Afternoon Traffic Reporter, Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast, will join us.
19: I'm Chris Foster. What was Hurricane Ida, now a tropical storm over Mississippi, has caused major wind and water damage in southern Louisiana. Power's out in all of New Orleans.
2: It means the city's dozens of pumping stations, which keep storm and sewer water moving out of neighborhoods, are not functioning or are on reduced capacity using generator power. The improved levees, however, a priority after the failures of Hurricane Katrina 16 years ago, seem to have held in much of the area, though one town's flash flooding could have been due to a breach.
19: Fox's Evan Brown. Tomorrow is the deadline for American troops to leave Afghanistan. The Pentagon says a defense system took out a rocket with another landing at the airport in Kabul, causing no damage.
12: The attempted rocket attack did not stop flights as the U.S. military raced to get people out ahead of the deadline. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said the military is working to get about 300 Americans who remain in Afghanistan out.
19: Fox's Rachel Sutherland. America's listening to Fox News.
13: Hey,
1: this is Brad Harbour at The Range in Gluckstadt. If you ever found yourself in a life or death situation, do you possess the mental and physical skills needed to survive? We are offering defensive handgun classes taught by someone who actually lived through such a deadly encounter. Dr. Larry Goldstein. If you want to be better able to defend yourself or your loved ones, you can sign up now at rangebyjimmyprimos.com or call us at 601-746-2202 for more information.
12: Curfews are still in effect in Hancock and Harrison counties, but that isn't stopping folks from getting out on the roads. Pearl River County residents are being encouraged to stay home. There are a lot of trees and power lines down in the county. At one point, 60% of Pearl River County was without power, though they're reporting only minor damage so far. Now, statewide, thousands of Mississippians are without power. Mike Middleton is with Mississippi Power and says they're working as quickly as they can to get it restored we have
6: a thousand additional resources that have made their way to our area we'll be deploying those resources out to your neighborhoods to meet your needs we're going to make sure that we get your lights restored in a timely manner and we're going to do it safely
12: remember that floodwaters can contain anything from raw sewage to sharp objects and downed power lines so stay away whenever possible
20: i'm kelly bennett The Delta variant is deadly, and if we don't make changes now, we'll be forced to make cruel calculations soon. Mississippi hospitals are overburdened and struggling with capacity. More people will die because they won't have access to care. We must keep our healthcare system from being forced to choose who gets treatment and who doesn't. Please get vaccinated and follow CDC protocols such as masking indoors even if you are fully vaccinated and continue social distancing. Do this, and together we help ensure we're able to treat everyone who needs care. A message from the Mississippi State Department of Health. What
16: does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation do for Mississippi?
1: Our goal is to create opportunities for Mississippi farmers and ranchers to have a better life and make a better living. We offer education and safety programs, create scholarship opportunities, and provide health resources for our members. Not to mention our agricultural advocacy efforts. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation,
2: visit us online at msfb.org.
12: It's going to be a long time before the power comes back on in New Orleans. Grady Trimble with Fox is there and has an update.
2: As of this morning, just about the entire city of New Orleans is without power. There's also limited sewage in most parts of the city where people have no water provided to them and AT&T cell service is down. So if you're trying to reach loved ones in New Orleans, they might not be able to respond just yet even if they are
12: doing okay. When it was still a hurricane, Ida caused the Mississippi River at Chase Louisiana to reverse course. Meteorologist Jeff Linder said the river flowed upstream as storm surge pushed Ida inland. The Department of Health is reporting 7,971 new cases of COVID since Friday. 82 deaths are being reported. 49 of those occurred between August 13th and August 28th, 33 between July 30th and August 23rd. Those were identified from death certificate reports. With the surge
3: in COVID-19 cases, Mississippi's hospitals are overwhelmed. The best way to stay out of the hospital and avoid serious illness and even death from COVID is to get vaccinated. I'm Gerard Gibbert, and I got vaccinated after discussing with my personal physician and many doctor friends. Vaccines are safe and effective, but they only work if you get the shot. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or calling 800-232-0233. This message is brought to you by Supertalk
8: Hey,
7: it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia
19: State. Every day from three until six, right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for real Mississippians.
5: Let, 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 let's do this. Three, two,
0: one. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at Supertalk.fm. And now. Here's Gerard Gibbert.
3: Welcome back, hour two, the JT show. Super Top Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino hunkered down in here in the studio. We got Kyle Curley, the IT manager and afternoon traffic reporter, Super Top Mississippi Gulf Coast, joining us, Kyle. Thanks for uh, coming on. What's it
21: like down there now? Right now, it is getting a little bit better. The wind has died down a little bit. I would say we're under 30 miles an hour. And it, so far, it's not raining at the moment in Gulfport. Yeah. But scattered showers, other than that. And that's what we're seeing as
3: well. Although, over to uh, your east, looks like there's a band that is uh, sort of draped north and south on top of Pascagoula and along the Mississippi Alabama state line. And we just had a, a listener text in and say it is absolutely pounding them. That David in Pascagoula says we're getting pounded by rain right now so interesting yeah, how just think, a few miles away big difference
21: yeah and same thing last night too when it was the height of it for us just a few miles to the west hancock county was getting pounded yeah. with 60 70 mile an hour winds and we had maybe 40 40 to 50 so kind of the same story today as this storm is going to drift up coming your way yeah you know, that tail end band is going to start hitting past Cugula. Jackson County's probably going to get worse today than they did last night
3: yeah all right, so when the sun came up this morning, since most of the the uh, impact of the storm occurred last night in the dark, what's it look like around there?
21: For us here on the coast, outside of the usual, we knew it was going to flood, I think everything looks pretty good. There hasn't been uh, widespread reports of trees down. A lot of it is just flooding. Um, other than that, we didn't have any of the big destruction like uh, took place over in Louisiana. We didn't really, I think the coast did really well. Yeah, we
3: were certainly blessed in that we were spared from uh, the sort of uh, power that uh, and energy that passed over Louisiana. And, and of course, we, uh, gosh, we just pray for the folks in Louisiana, our neighbors there to the west, they just got pounded New Orleans again. It just seems like yesterday we were just getting uh, done recovering from Katrina to a great extent, still recovering from Katrina. Yeah, uh, and and here we go again, uh, though it it doesn't seem to be the sort of chaos that we had with Katrina. I'm not really sure if that's because people got out, but you know you're not seeing, uh, just huge crowds trying to pour into the Superdome. I haven't yet. I haven't heard of anything yet. Not sure, Rhino and Kyle, if you guys have, or the uh, the auditorium uh, down by the river and so forth. I haven't seen that disco round as of yet.
21: No, I don't think we will as long as the levees hold up and you know, there the was a report of a... Yeah. The, I think the the pumps did a pretty good job of getting the rain out. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to have the big, big, widespread problem that now they're all in the dark. Yeah, I don't know how long it's going to take for them to get power again. Right, you're right. But it didn't didn't have the the flooding. I think
3: which caused a lot of the uh, the fo- folks just having to go to higher ground and get somewhere yeah. where they could uh, just exist because they couldn't stay in their houses. And we didn't see. You remember East New Orleans, in particular, in the Ninth Ward. Who could forget that folks up on the roofs trying to get. Uh, Uh, somebody to to come in with some sort of air assets to just take them out of there because their water was in their attic. And so, you're right, didn't see that this time, and hopefully that is a result of all of the reengineering and investment made and and not only the pumps, but the levee system as well.
21: Yeah, I think there was a lot of lessons learned from Katrina and some subsequent storms since then. Uh, At least for us, I know we've had winds... Stronger and less than what we have in the past two days. Hmm. For the majority of us, we haven't lost power. Yeah, I mean, there's there's you know three or four thousand people that maybe at the height that lost power. Yeah, but for the most part, the they were able to go out and restore power during the storm because the winds outside of those folks in Hancock County that was closer and up in Pearl River County, you know. The winds never got above 45 miles an hour. The power company was out to fix it.
3: Yeah, that's interesting and and also very good to hear. And, and, uh, of course, they all reported, uh, did the power companies that they had assets staged and positioned and ready to go to work and uh, saw reports of uh, 750, I think, personnel coming in uh, from Florida Power & Light, FPNL, into the area to help out as well of course, when Florida gets hit. Uh, you know, you see this when these storms occur and it, it seems to really showcase the best, I think, of Americans when you see organizations coming to the aid of others in their critical time of need. Of course, uh, Mississippi power companies and Mississippians do the same when we see this sort of devastation and these storms hit our, our neighbors. I recall a few years ago Uh, what happened with the incredible flooding down around the Baton Rouge-Denham Springs area. You remember that. And we even had a lot of folks. uh, Of course, I employed several people that lived in the area that were affected. A lot of folks from my Ridgeland and Alabama uh, and Tennessee offices went down there to help them out. That's just what good people do, and we see that certainly uh, in in these times.
21: Mississippi Power had just – last week it was – sent 85 people, linemen, support personnel, all up to New York. Wow. So, you know, we had assets taken away from the area, and yet we have other assets from other co-ops bringing in to help us out. Yeah, I'm
3: looking at a live report right now on the screen in the studio from a reporter from Gulfport, Mississippi, says uh, wind's at 21, sustained winds gust to 35. But just looking at the the shot in the background with the trees and so forth, looks sort of like a, just a blustery spring day, honestly.
21: Yeah, and for the most part, those you know, the thirty-five mile an hour winds, probably at the airport where it's open, yeah, or right along the coast where there's nothing to stop it. Yeah, good you point. You get up mile or two, we're up by the interstate, and it doesn't seem that bad. It really has to get going. Of course, we're close to the airport. So we kind of get tunneled into that wind. but for the most part, yeah, it's just like a regular spring shower. It's regular blustery day. It's kind of windy, and yeah, it might rain. Yeah. Be careful if you put your umbrella up. Well, you know, it'd be exact I, I
3: experienced that this morning coming from the parking lot into the <laughs> studio. I made the mistake of uh, pointing my uh, umbrella d- uh, downwind. And uh, in the direction of downwind, and that didn't work out too well. It sort of folded my umbrella uh, pretty rapidly, and it became a useless uh, apparatus at that point. But
21: that's on yeah, me for turning. It, it's times like that where you just really weigh the options. Do I just put on like an overcoat or something and run? Exactly. Or chance being a flying projectile. Exactly. Of course, uh, the building here, for the most
3: part, nobody around. A few, a few uh, scattered folks uh, I saw. Based on uh, vehicles in the parking lot this morning, Rhino, is that kind of what you observed as well? Skeleton crew. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but so what about the roads down there, Kyle? I assume since folks are not in school and not uh, going to work, uh, fairly easy to traverse it. Did you have to travel some this morning?
21: Uh, no, I actually stayed at the station uh, all night. Oh, so wow. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't been out yet. I was going to go home. But I got a call that said my air conditioner didn't work, so I'm like, all right, I'll be later. <laughs> oh geez, I understand that program. I think it's working now though. I oh, okay. think it just needed to be reset. Okay. Well that's good news. So, Especially yeah. if it didn't I cost you a near... lot of money. No, it didn't cost you anything. That's we just awesome. thought let it sit for five minutes and <laughs> think about what it did. So yeah, but for the most part You know, traffic-wise, it's the typical stuff that we're used to here. Highway 90 along the beach, there's a lot of sand. There's some of the intersections that are not passable. They're getting better. Hancock County Emergency Agency is going out to try and do a full investigation. What is flooded? What is passable? What really needs work? And they've been really good at putting information out on their Facebook page. Harrison County, I haven't gotten it... C- completely confirmed, but I think they're talking about lifting the curfew at noon. Okay. And Hancock County lifted theirs was until 6 a.m. this morning, 7 a.m., and there hasn't been any word on instituting another curfew as okay. of yet.
3: All right. Well, I'm glad you're safe, my friend, and uh, sounds like the coast was, was spared. Uh, what could have been a much worse situation is predicted. So appreciate you checking in with us, and we'll talk soon. Yep, I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. Be safe. You got it. We sure will. So we're going to step aside for a break right here. When we come back, uh, I think we've got Dave Miller with C Spire going to give us an update on uh, what the status is of their network and so forth. Uh, stay tuned for that report. Don't forget, we've also got Robert Byrd, General Manager, Super Talk Southwest Mississippi and Pike County at 1137, the National Weather Service in MEMA in the third hour of the JT Show. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
6: Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors.
2: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
19: The switches are thrown. The signals are given.
0: This is The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Back on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, woman, you know and joining us now on the line, Dave Miller with uh, C Spire, Communications, Director over there. Dave, tell us what's going on with C Spire, man.
23: Well, I tell you, it's uh, it's it's probably you know the old Boy Scouts model about being prepared. I think it's really helped us. Yeah, I know, I know it's really helped the city of New Orleans. You know, we had we had the catastrophic. Uh, problems uh, back with Hurricane Katrina in 2005 and all the death and destruction that occurred there. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to diminish the damage that's been done down there uh, already uh, and along the Mississippi Gulf Coast, but uh, it does pay to be prepared and to have uh, plans and to implement those plans when it occurs. So as far as Sea stars Network is concerned, there's really a lot of great news. Uh, we've really largely escaped the wrath of uh, Hurricane Ida, you know, it came on shore as a Category 4, actually a high Category 4. Lots of damaging winds, lots of flash flooding, lots of storm surge. But we operate, you know, over, I think it's it's close to 1,200 cell sites in Mississippi. And uh, we we haven't really had any that have had had service impacts, significant service impacts. The biggest problem and the biggest challenge that we've had, and, and we've actually planned for this, is that... We lose commercial power, you know, and of course, when you have this kind of an event and, you know, basically what happened with Ida is it slowed down as it came on shore. So all those winds and rain and all the other stuff that it, it brings with it, they it hangs around longer. And so that has more of an impact on on our network in terms of just losing commercial power. And so we've, we've had... Uh, I think, I think we were up to close to 100 sites, but we've actually gone down to under 90 now that are on, uh, generator power. And of course, we have plans if commercial power is not restored to get, uh, those generators refueled and, uh, you know, service will, will, will continue in those areas. So we've, we've actually done really well there on the wireless side. There's been minimal impacts, if any. On the wireline side with uh, our fiber-to-the-home service to consumers and our business services, our sort of myriad of services that we provide to businesses for voice and data, those have not been impacted either. So it's really been a a positive story, uh, but it hasn't been without a lot of work that happens behind the scenes and in advance, and that's what really customers expect. They want you know service to be reliable when they need it the most, and that's what we're doing.
3: Yeah, that's absolutely true, and and, and Dave, of course, Katrina, uh, though that was uh, a long time ago, the truth is, it was instructive uh, to providers such as C Spire with respect to how, how best to to, to uh, design resilient networks, and, and you guys have done that. I mean, you you learned a lot from that, and you've improved your network, you've made it better, you've made it more resilient so that it can withstand uh, these sorts of situations
23: absolutely no there was absolutely no question about that you know one of the things that was really interesting and it may have just been mm-hmm. sailors luck for us but our 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 network uh, down on the coast particularly in where you know which was really hard hit by by Hurricane Katrina it was largely still intact and uh, a lot of the other uh, national carriers got on our network because mm-hmm. it was the only one that was working down there and so you know we, we actually you know we, we weren't relying on luck again this year. I mean, this year with this, this this kind of situation, we actually go through and plan and prepare and do scenarios and the whole thing. And we have our staff ready to go, and we've got plans that we're ready to implement, you know, uh, to, to uh, based on what the scenario is and what the circumstances are on the ground. And uh, that's really the way, uh, you know, Customers expect us to do it, and that's the way we do it.
3: Yeah, that's absolutely true. It's you know I, I learned that as well. And I, I know you're very familiar with this. Nobody really pays attention uh, to the fact that you're delivering service continuously. You know, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, they they typically only care about the point one or 0.1%. They don't have it, and they, <laughs> and that's what they focus on. But that's fine. That's that's what you're selling, and and uh, that's what they expect, and that's what you uh, want to provide.
23: Absolutely, we we don't even want that one tenth or one hundredth of a percent That's of customers right. to feel like, you know, they're getting ignored. And uh, and if if we do have situations where, you know, service is impaired or we lose it, we're, we're right out there, in the midst of whatever the circumstances are, you know, in a, lot, a lot of cases like, you know, down on the coast when this thing first came on uh, on shore, uh, there was a lot of heavy wind, lots of rain. Uh, know very unsafe circumstances and we're going to continue to provide service and do it in a way that's safe for our employees but also ensures that we continue to provide that service to our customers because that's what they expect and that's what uh they need
3: yep that's absolutely true and uh, the good news is technology's come a long way and we've got lots of tools and and uh innovative uh, platforms that allow uh, you guys to provide this continuous, resilient, uh, uninterrupted service, and uh, you do great at that.
23: It, that. That's absolutely true. You know, uh, there's been <laughs> quantum leaps in technology, and and in uh, you know the ability to provide the, these services, as well as the actual equipment and the uh, infrastructure that, that goes into uh, making sure that you know services is, is continuing. One thing, I, I do want to make sure that customers, if they do have any questions about service impacts, if they have any questions about store hours or operations in the, you know, the storm-affected areas, they just go to com forward slash wireless,
5: yeah. and they'll be able to
23: get those updates.
3: Appreciate that, Dave. Appreciate right. that. And great job, and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Thanks for joining uh, us today.
23: Thank you. Appreciate it.
3: Well, we appreciate Dave, Senior Manager of Media Relations at C Spire, for joining us. Uh, and it is absolutely true. I, I, I experienced uh, as uh, the CEO of an IT company in in Katrina, two thousand five. I mean, it was brutal, and we had lots of uh, healthcare institutions, including in Louisiana along the Gulf Coast, and in and, and, uh, and other organizations that uh, relied on uh, our services for for their their uh, their critical operations and. I mean, we dispatched teams that I, I just can't say enough about how fantastic our, our people were in restoring services and coming up with innovative ways just to get around loss of, uh, of some of the uh, standard commercial type of uh, systems that just went down. Our, our data center was built to withstand uh, outages of, as Dave said, commercial power, line power, and, and that happened over in Southwest Jackson for about four days. And we did not miss a beat. All of our, of our backup systems that kicked in that uh, powered not only just all the IT equipment, and 13,000 square feet of that uh, in racks, but also the power, the air conditioning. You can't function without that. You've got to have that as well. The, uh, the water system, however, in the city of Jackson, it, uh, it failed. And that caused a problem where in the building where the data center was, we were unable to use the restroom. And also the chillers and the dehumidifiers uh, that require water to dehumidify the atmosphere inside a data center to protect against static electricity, they failed. So we maintained lots of bottled water, had to feed a bottle to each of the half a dozen dehumidifiers, I think, on the hour to keep those going. But all the backup systems kicked in. I know C Spire has absolutely got uh, world-class infrastructure as well to keep everything up and running. It, it really is a miracle uh, of technology how we're able to do that and, and grateful for that. And we did learn a lot from Katrina. And I do think that is why that the situations now that occur don't have as um, deleterious effects on at least IT. Uh, it takes more than that, of course, but at least that's the good news there. And interoperability and all the different uh, emergency management and law enforcement systems—that was an issue as well. You probably remember seeing members of law enforcement and emergency management personnel with five and six uh, communications devices hanging off of their uh, their person, just because they, there was no interoperability. And that was also something that the industry got busy uh, addressing. And all that is really uh, so really nice interoperable as well. And. One single t- device can allow those personnel to, to communicate with all the various agencies. We're getting lots of updates as well on the c Spire text line. We about. Do, before we get plug. to that, we do yeah.
4: have a tornado warning for the extreme southeast corner of Mississippi. If you draw a line just west of Pascagoula up past Hurley, Wow. And uh, down all the way to the southeastern corner. It is a tornado warning in effect until eleven forty five. And uh, to update that area on rain totals, it looks like Pascagoula has received over eight inches Gosh. of rain so far.
3: Gosh, school closures as well as we kind of expected. Itawamba County up in the northeast corner of the state, dismissing at one to Shamingo County, dismissing it at twelve thirty. Uh, I think there may have been a couple of others. Union County Schools at 12 o'clock today. So some updates on that. I suspect we'll see more as the day progresses. Uh, of course, there's not much time left uh, for them to get out of there as the weather uh, approaches. We'll step aside and take a break right here. When we come back, we've got uh, Robert Byrd, General Manager, Super Talk Southwest Mississippi and Pike County.
6: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the Metro. Call 769 208 8283. That's 769 208 8283. 769 208
12: 8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Curfews are still in effect in Hancock and Harrison counties, but that isn't stopping folks from getting out on the roads. Pearl River County residents are being encouraged to stay home. There are a lot of trees and power lines down in the county. At one point, 60% of Pearl River County was without power, though they're reporting only minor damage so far. Now, statewide, thousands of Mississippians are without power. Mike Middleton is with Mississippi Power and says they're working as quickly as they can to get it restored.
6: We have a 1,000 additional resources that have made their way to our area. We'll be deploying those resources out to your neighborhoods to meet your needs. We're going to make sure that we get your lights restored in a timely manner, and we're going to do it safely.
12: Remember that floodwaters can contain anything from raw sewage to sharp objects and downed power lines, so stay away whenever possible. I'm Kelly Bennett.
7: I'm Paul Gallo. My wife and I are vaccinated. To me, it's a blessing of medical technology that generations before us would pray for. The risk and inconvenience of scheduling a shot versus rewards and peace of mind is no different than getting a tetanus shot from a rusty nail. The difference is rusty nails are not highly contagious. This virus is an opponent that can only be defeated with teamwork. To find a site, go to vaccines.gov or call 800-232-0233. A message to your family from our family at Supertalk Mississippi Media.
0: You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, now, onto the real part.
17: Dino Mike
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi Rhino. Give us that tornado. It's a warning, right? Again. Yeah, there's still a
4: warning in effect for the next seven minutes in the southeastern corner of the Magnolia State that's uh, really impacting Pascagoula all the way up to Hurley.
3: Hmm. Stay safe, folks. Be aware. Be vigilant. This thing's not out of here yet. Joining us now, Robert Bird, General Manager, Supertalk Southwest Mississippi in Pike County. Good morning, Robert. Thanks for joining us. How's it going down there?
24: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, well, you know, uh, waking up to sideways, the wind and the rain blowing sideways down here, still pretty good gusts. But, uh, you know, I talked to the sheriff in Lincoln County this morning, Steve Russian, and no uh, no injuries, no major damage as far as we know of so far this morning, and uh real thankful for that. Uh, still some trees and um, power outages, uh, trees down and power outages out uh, all around southwest Mississippi are, are two biggest concerns right now. Uh, I know roads being cleared significantly more closer to, towards Macomb
18: uh, and
24: Tyler Town. Uh, it seems like uh, a lot of the highways got a lot of, Uh, Trees falling over, and they're trying to clear those up as we speak this morning.
3: Yeah, just looking at Pike County with respect to power outages, I'm seeing 14,000 locations are out. Individual service locations out of power, and that is out of 20,000 tracked. So that is a majority of those tracked by this particular reporting service is reporting that 14,000 are out. So yeah. that's 70%. Mm. That's a lot. What's the primary cause as far as you can tell, Robert? Is it is it trees uh, down, falling on power lines? Uh, it or just I believe so. Yeah.
24: Right, yeah, the, the, that's what we've seen so far. And I think, you know, uh, the wind gust got pretty good last night here in, in our area. Um, but I, I think the significant part was all of the, the – the flash flooding and the rain that has fallen and of course loosened up the ground for these trees yeah. uh... on top of that with the wind coming in and um, we've seen a lot of the trees the bigger trees seems like are, are right along the highway
5: yeah and, um,
24: so they're out trying to clear those up along highway ninety eight west between mccomb and tyler town uh, uh... well probably all the way to Addisburg, to be honest uh, i haven't went that far but uh... Um, between Tylertown and Macomb for sure that uh, I've got reports that there's a lot of trees down that way. Uh, they're out clearing those and, and on the interstate in the Macomb area too. So hmm. um, so that's what we're getting. But again, fortunately, the report is that we've not had any significant major damage uh, or any any fatalities or anything like that. No injuries, according to Lincoln County Sheriff. So I hmm. feel pretty good about that. And hopefully we can Make it through the next couple of days um, uh, and get out of the lineman's way for these power companies to get in here and get our power back home.
3: Yeah. Have you noticed or heard of any folks coming from Louisiana that just ended up landing in in your area there in in southwest Mississippi?
24: Well, you know, that's funny that you asked that uh, because I came through uh, town this morning
3: uh,
24: in Brookhaven coming down Brookway Boulevard and a lot of the hotels there uh, were packed and. And and a lot of those tags were Louisiana tags. I don't know if they just landed there or if that was their plan or as far north as they were able to get a room or what the case was. But uh, we're several folks from Louisiana, several businesses open in Brookhaven this morning. Hmm. Uh, The main strip of town, actually, uh, we've got uh, a tire store open, a couple of the fast food restaurants, gas stations are open. Um, We've got power uh, in some parts of that main strip in Brookhaven. So. Yeah. um, so that's 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 a big plus for for a lot of those folks this morning.
3: Yeah, my suspicion is they just found wherever they could get a place, and of course the risk is you keep traveling north, then you start running out of gas, and you you run the risk of not being able to get more gas. Right, absolutely,
24: and and you know the other side of that is not having gas, but uh, not accepting the credit card machines and debit card yeah. machines are also uh, yeah. adds to the top of that. So that's absolutely um,
3: good. Good point. Yeah. Have, you, have you been in touch with uh, emergency agencies or law enforcement, et cetera, uh, in Pike County, in Macomb, in the area?
24: I have not in Macomb. Again, I, I spoke with the sheriff in Lincoln County, Steve Russian this morning. Yeah. And uh, the same, same report he has all over the county is, you know, just trees down and um, uh, power outages everywhere. Uh, and hopefully within the next couple of days we can get power restored into the majority of our area. And and get kind of get folks back uh, back up and running. You know our yeah. station actually uh, WRQO is down right now because of the, the power outage. Hmm. So um, several several things happening and trying to get trees removed from neighborhood roads. Uh, been working on that this morning and trying to get uh, uh, passages cleared out so folks can get out and uh, do the things they need to do or get the things that they need to get for the next couple of days.
3: How about your personal situation, Robert? Your residence and so forth. You have power? Any damage?
24: Well, we are very fortunate. We we did lose power about midnight, but uh, about three or four years ago, we installed a generator, and uh, so it kicked on. And about midnight last night, so we're real fortunate and blessed to have that. And um, we we have water and power. Our neighborhood, most of our neighborhood, is in uh, uh, in western Mississippi, and. They are without power, uh, and we've got a couple of homes with generators in our neighborhood, so we're all kind of sharing the the sources there. I got uh, you. Getting power to folks that need their phones charged and all that good stuff.
3: Yeah. Well, glad you're safe and and glad you seem to have fared pretty well. Uh, And if we can just get the power going and the roads cleared, sounds like we'll be uh, back in business in Pike County, Lincoln County, et cetera. But appreciate you checking in today, Robert.
24: I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for... Uh, the opportunity.
3: You got it. So that's uh, that's the story. Yeah, I was a little surprised, Rhino, when I checked the power outage situation that in Pike County. Again, fourteen thousand of the twenty thousand tracked. That's a lot. Uh, uh, Amit County, sixty-seven hundred of eleven thousand eight hundred tracked. Now, let's see. Uh, I was looking for Lincoln County. Yeah, fifty-five ninety-four of eight tracked. I haven't refreshed this in a little bit, so assuming that's fairly close to current. But uh, that's a lot. But that is where I guess the most powerful segment of the storm, in terms of Mississippi, that appears to be where it passed. Does it not? That those ca- those uh, counties that are right along the horizontal border with uh, Louisiana actually worse than the coastal counties from a from a wind perspective, I think is it appears to be the case. The coastal counties got of course, the storm surge and might be more subject to flooding as, as far as we can tell. but uh, Ida seems to be just moving on out though, uh, kind of right over our position here uh, as far as the remnants of the eye are concerned. that appears to be the case at this point right now, and then, Tracking northeasterly does still appear to be set to to move uh, fairly far to the east of Memphis, but looks like Nashville still in the kind of the cone. Is that what you're seeing as well?
4: Yeah, which would put it moving right over that heavily impacted area that saw tons of rain and horrific flooding in the last week or two.
3: Yeah. Paul from Starkville reports that Matheson is out of gas. Hmm. Audio is coming in loud and clear in West Texas. Thank you for keeping me updated while I'm working. Thanks again, Brian. Thanks for listening, Brian. Appreciate that. Mike in Gulfport, God sent us so many church groups to us when Katrina hit before FEMA or... Uh, MEMA, we were survived mainly with the church groups, service mainly with the church groups. Appreciate you letting us know about that, Mark. So, uh, excuse me, Mike. We also reported Union County Schools, Tishomingo County Schools, Itawamba County Schools, uh, looking for more, all are scheduled to close either at 1230 or 1 o'clock today. That is not too far out in the future. I think that's not surprising, giving... Uh, given the forecasted track of the storm and, and just to err on the on the side of safety. It makes total sense, I think, at this point. We've got the National Weather Service is going to join us uh, after the break, and then we've also got MEMA scheduled to check in as well. Have, have there been, Rhino, any reports? I'm just going to check the MEMA website. Anything updated with respect to MEMA? Of course, yesterday the governor announced... The uh, already had announced uh, an emergency, state of emergency. That actually occurred on the 28th, a couple of days ago. And it appears, based on President Biden's report, remarks yesterday concerning the storm, that lots of federal resources are pretty well positioned. Of course, I think this time the issue is, can they get through the, the roads as necessary? It doesn't appear that flooded Roadways are the big challenge they were in Katrina. I think that was the major challenge and who could forget those sites of water in along Canal, Canal Street all the way down to the Superdome and, and during Katrina in downtown New Orleans. what an eerie sight that was. That doesn't seem to be the case, but the power outage, I think is probably the bigger problem at this point for our friends in the city of New Orleans, the Crescent City. We'll step aside uh, for some messages right here. We'll come back with more on the JT Show on this stormy Monday. Stay with us.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Tropical storm conditions with showers and thunderstorms, high near 78. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms as well, low around 72. Your Tuesday, an 80% chance of rain, high near 86. And for your Wednesday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at BaronistreePros That's BaronistreePros This is
17: the Midday Agri-Market Report. Hurricane Ida made landfall in Louisiana Midday Sunday as a strong Category 4. Its path will bring flooding rains that could produce damage for maturing cotton and soybeans in the Delta. Heavy rainfall and flooding continue to be concerns for crops and livestock in the Delta and Alabama as the system passes through during the next couple of days. Ida's remnants should pass through the Tennessee Valley on Tuesday, then go through the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast on Wednesday and Thursday. of where the hurricane hit along the coast, Rain could reach a foot or more. Widespread heavy rainfall of 3 to 6 inches is expected close to the center of the storm, including for the southern half of the Delta regions. Tornadoes are also a threat, though wind damage should be minimal, and the worst is focused across Louisiana and southern Mississippi. Prior to the arrival of Lima, the cotton crop is considered in really good shape across the Delta and southeast with its highest rating in five years. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
12: Your business may be classified as small to mid-sized but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the ISOL platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com.
7: Hello, Archie Manning here. When you grow up in a town like Drew, you understand once a Mississippian, always a Mississippian. I love this place and care about what happens here. Our doctors are telling us 95% of new hospital patients who have COVID did not get vaccinated. We know the vaccine works, but only if you get it. It's easy and it works. Please get vaccinated, my friends, and stay healthy.
12: Sponsored by Delta Health Alliance. Go to getyourshotms.org.
7: Folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Gentlemen, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Now, 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 back to the JT
0: Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk
7: Mississippi. Mississippi. Let's go live to Ollie Williams with the report. Ollie? It's raining sideways! Sounds rough, Ollie. Do you have an umbrella? Had one! Where is it? Inside out, two miles away! Is there anything we can do for you? Bring me some soup! What kind? Chunky! All right, we'll get on that. Coming up next.
2: Now,
0: now, now, back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino.
2: G- great news, everybody!
0: On Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Mississippi.
3: Well, that's a dual-purpose tune. It works for Metal Monday and the weather. I would say. Wow. So, besides the weather, which we are, of course, highly focused on today, given the situation... Don't forget that tomorrow is the 31st of the month of August and that is when all of our folks are supposed to be out of Afghanistan. And I think if I'm not mistaken it's uh, like 2:59 Eastern time that maybe that's midnight in Afghanistan, not sure. I just I heard that uh this morning uh, kind of listening to some reports about this. But, of course, rockets targeting troops already uh, as the Afghanistan withdrawal, the final withdrawal nears. And I believe that suicide bombings were thwarted by U.S. military that were headed uh, to the airport there in uh, Kabul.
4: That was the, uh, the claim from the White House, and now there are reports that there was some pretty substantial collateral damage and civilian deaths in the airstrike.
3: Oh, okay. So, U.S. airstrike against these terrorists, right, that were Correct. headed for the airport, suicide bombers, to, of course, wreak incredible death and damage. Wow. Incredible. And that was thwarted. That was by this airstrike. But now you're saying collateral damage. Okay.
4: Yeah, there are reports that as many as 10 members of one family were killed Gosh. in the ensuing explosion.
3: I, I, it would be hard to believe that that won't continue, that there won't be more such incidents. And of course, anti missile. Defenses intercepted as many as five rockets, it's being reported, that were fired at the airport uh, today. And that's from, I believe that's from a Pentagon spokesperson, if I'm not mistaken. So this situation continues to churn. The um, NBC News, <laughs> there was an op-ed published in the news over the weekend basically pointing fingers at President Trump. They're just such an effort and uh, I mean an all-out effort honestly to do that. That just seems to be more important to the media than proper analysis and context of the situation. But This report says it's easy to blame Biden for the tragedy, but this really goes back to Trump and Trump's agreement, and it just goes into all sorts of details about how that agreement was uh, misguided and ill-fated, and it just seems to be all about let's remove and, and deflect any blame away from the current president, and let's go place it squarely on the prior president, even though the president said the buck stops with him. That was, uh, I found, rather a disgusting article and account and I think ill-timed at this point. Honestly, when you've got U.S. air assets transporting the caskets, of these fallen members of our armed forces, have to give it to Biden—he did attend. So I guess uh, we could be somewhat grateful for that. He did—he did attend the event where the airplane landed there at Dover. It, w- it was carrying that precious cargo. But there are some very interesting reports going on where he's being criticized and a a photo was taken and of course you can't move when you're the president without every bit of it being captured on video on film digital film as the case may be these days but he's checking his watch have you seen that standing there with his wife Jill he's checking his watch Now, it could just be habit, nervous habit or something, but you've got to train yourself to be better than that. You look so indifferent, so flippant about the situation. It's disturbing. It is the noon hour here on the JT Show. We're going to step aside for Fox News and Supertalk News. When we come back, we should have the National Weather Service. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090.
19: News. I'm Chris Foster. There are reports of hundreds of people trapped in Louisiana by high water left behind by Hurricane Ida. 911 service and electricity are out in and around New Orleans. That
2: means no lights, no air conditioning. It also means the citywide pumping system isn't working. AT&T Wireless is down. That includes their FirstNet network for first responders. The phones have no bars. However, levees re-engineered following Hurricane Katrina in 2005 largely held back intense storm surge though a breach may have happened
19: in Plaquemines Parish south of the city. Fox evan brown in new orleans evacuations are winding down in kabul afghanistan with one day left before a deadline for american troops to leave
16: the biden administration is trying to make the case that even without a military presence there's enough financial pressure on the taliban to continue to let refugees leave and american citizens leave since the u.s and western allies have frozen billions of dollars in assets that the taliban will need
19: fox's jackie heinrich at the white house america's listening to fox
11: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt, ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer. The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland.
12: As of 7.30 this morning, about 130,000 homes in Mississippi were without power.
16: Mostly um, contained right now to the southwestern portion of the state, which is kind of what we anticipated.
12: Mallory White with Mima says at this point, the storm is a rain event. As what is now Tropical Storm Ida moves across Mississippi, they anticipate a lot of flash flooding. They're encouraging everyone to stay off the roads. The 10 o'clock update on Ida shows maximum sustained winds at 40 miles per hour as it moves north over western Mississippi. Some damage in Gulfport may have been due to a tornado, though the National Weather Service has yet to survey the area. You can see uprooted trees and siding and roofing that blew off homes in a neighborhood off 27th Street. And Mallory White says conditions are still too dangerous to really send out any damage assessment teams.
20: I'm Kelly Bennett. The Delta variant is deadly, and if we don't make changes now, we'll be forced to make cruel calculations soon. Mississippi hospitals are overburdened and struggling with capacity. More people will die because they won't have access to care. We must keep our healthcare system from being forced to choose who gets treatment and who doesn't. Please get vaccinated and follow CDC protocols such as masking indoors even if you are fully vaccinated and continue social distancing. Do this, and together we help ensure we're able to treat everyone who needs care. A message from the Mississippi State Department of Health.
12: Debris from Ida is causing road closures across the state. In fact, they're occurring in at least eight different counties. For a look at a list of closures, you can visit Supertalk.fm. Dave Miller with CSpire says their network was largely unaffected. On the
23: wireless side, there's been minimal impacts, if any, on the wireline side with our fiber to the home service to consumers and our business services, our sort of myriad of services that we provide to businesses for voice and data. Those not been impacted either
12: it's going to be a long time before the power comes back on in new orleans a giant transmission tower in jefferson parish along the mississippi river collapsed during the hurricane and the wires fell into the river those lines supplied power to the new orleans area reports say entire power grids collapsed at about 10 parishes it could take six weeks to fully restore power i'm kelly bennett
16: Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Rebecca Turner. I'm vaccinated because I want to set a great example for my children and also keep them safe. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if you get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov. This message is brought to you by Supertalk Mississippi Media.
9: Solutions.
7: Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real
0: Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to The J.T. Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
3: Thanks so much for joining us today. The J.T. Show coming at you live from the Supertalk studios, Gerard and Rhino. And joining us now, Nicholas Finner, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service. Good afternoon, Nicholas. Thanks for joining us. What can you tell us?
25: Yeah, good afternoon, Ryan. Uh, we are watching uh, uh, Tropical Storm Ida continuing to move slowly north across uh, Mississippi this afternoon.
3: Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, the latest radar images. It looks like that uh, the the, the outer bands are mostly affecting the western half of uh, Alabama at this point.
25: Yeah, at this point, uh, like we see with a lot of tropical systems, once it's moved inland it's starting to to expand and weaken, and so a lot of the heaviest rain has pushed over Alabama this afternoon. We do still have a little band, uh, kind of wrapped right around the, the, uh, the tightest part of the circulation that's left uh, that's moving through Madison County and uh, up into portions of, uh, say, northern Mississippi um, over the next few hours. But uh, but mostly, uh, again, the, the threats for heavy rain and uh, gusty winds are continuing into the afternoon and hopefully uh, weakening over the next few hours.
3: Yeah, I had reports from uh, listeners down in Pascagoula in the southeastern most, southeastern most part of uh, the state. It, that appears to have moved out uh, further east over into the Mobile, Mobile Bay area. What, what can we expect for the Mississippi Gulf Coast and in particular southwest Mississippi that got hit so hard, especially by strong, the strongest winds?
25: Well, we're seeing still kind of the, the wraparound circulation um, but thankfully not coming with as much heavy rain and, and definitely some lighter winds now for those areas. Uh, but it may affect some of the, the cleanup operations. You know, it, it takes a little uh, while for electrical crews to get back out and fix power line issues if there's still some wind gusts in the area. I think usually they get out and operate once winds are down less than 30 miles an hour or so. So, uh, you know, that, that will gradually improve, but that uh, may be hampering some operations in a few places.
3: Yeah, and then what does it look like this thing's going to do after after it exits uh, Mississippi? Look, uh, the track I'm looking at shows it almost making a beeline for the eastern seaboard around Pennsylvania-Virginia area.
25: That's pretty much it, yeah. Uh, we're expecting probably by sometime later today this uh, tropical storm will become more embedded in that, that typical flow that goes from west to east across the United States, and at that that time, it'll pick up speed and and, uh, and and just become more of like your typical frontal type system, you know, with a lot of moisture, dumping heavy rain for sure up through the uh, mid-south and then eventually up in the um, um, northeast and Atlantic seaboard areas.
3: With respect to this storm uh, from a historical perspective, Nicholas, are there any features or aspects of it that were... Uh, I guess, in particular, of particular interest that were just beyond anything we've ever seen before?
25: Um, unfortunately, probably nothing that we've never seen before, but often hurricanes, especially when you're talking about a major hurricane at a Category 4 strength, um, you know, for the people that are impacted directly, oftentimes that's there their most historic and, and most dangerous uh, type of a storm. And yeah. I think a lot of the data still rolling in from along the um, Louisiana coastline, for sure. will will shed some light on that in the coming days.
3: Yeah. Just looking at some images now on the TV here in the studio, it, it does look like that the area hardest hit in Louisiana looks fairly like fairly calm conditions down there now.
25: Yeah, thankfully, they're at least uh, at least seeing some improving weather conditions down there, and hopefully gives uh, you know rescuers and cleanup crews a chance to get in there and and clean things up.
3: Are there any other potential storms, waves, uh, depressions, et cetera, forming out in the Atlantic that at this point we should be aware of?
25: Uh, there is newly minted uh, tropical storm Kate from today, but. Uh, That storm currently doesn't pose any threat to the U.S. mainland and, of course, with this being the peak of hurricane season, um, you know, residents and interests around the region should just pay attention to the fact that there could be additional tropical waves that come off of Africa or disturbances that may develop at times.
3: Sure. Sure. Well, we will continue to be vigilant. Appreciate you checking in with us today. Uh, Nicholas, uh, good information. Thanks and stay safe.
25: All right. You're welcome. You too.
3: All right, appreciate uh, Nicholas Fenner from the National Weather Service uh, weighing in, giving us the, the latest. It is amazing. I'm watching the images here in the studio of uh, Lafitte, Louisiana, which was really hit hard, really pounded by this storm. Just, what a difference a short uh, less than 24 hours makes, because when we were looking at video from Lafitte yesterday, Rhino, when we were in the studio broadcasting live, that was one of the hardest-hit areas. I mean, there was some, some like, private video that was being uh, shared on social media. It was incredible from that area. I'm looking right now, the sun is shining, and it's uh, hardly any wind blowing. Just looking at the trees in the background on this particular shot, it is just amazing. But that's kind of typical with these big old monster hurricanes. They just sort of sweep through, flow through, and... They'd take everything with it. It seems as it heads northward. We've already gotten several reports from listeners about school closures, which shall be hap- uh, will be happening here pretty soon, up in the north uh, east part of the state. And appreciate that Itawamba, Union County, Tishamingo counties all reporting in that they intend to close either at twelve thirty or one o'clock today. I think south of that, from that point, sort of draw a line across there around Starkville all the way south, I think that's all closed. I don't know that any of those, I think they closed before we ever got started today. Some of these schools up in the northern part of the state uh, continued, uh, went ahead and opened school today but now it looks like many of them are are seeing that the storm is headed their way and might cause problems and they're going to let the the students out, which I think makes total sense. Vicki in Clarksdale says they lost 96-9 up there in that area. Appreciate you letting us know that, Vicki. I know our folks are, are monitoring that situation closely and we will be responding and doing everything they can to uh, get uh, restore service there a- across the network. Hopefully you can and are tuned in to us on the, the other media forums that we have. If you've got internet, at least on the app, Facebook Live, etc., and appreciate you listening in. So, besides the president, uh, take a break from the weather here for a second. Big news, of course, the transfer of the bodies and those bodies of the thirteen killed in last week's attack last Thursday, and being received at, at Dover Air Force Base, a very digniti- dignified, excuse me, in, in solemn ceremony. And there is a video and then still photos that are fairly uh, viral showing the president apparently looking down at his watch. He's got his right hand, as he should, across his heart as this transfer is occurring of the uh, the deceased service members. But he's looking down at his watch at the same time, and, and he's being ripped for that and well he should in my view. He also did have a press conference yesterday and at the end of the conference he did say I'm not supposed to take any questions but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and open the floor up and the first question that was barked out at him was about Afghanistan. He says I'm not gonna talk about Afghanistan today. So I kinda have mixed feelings about that. You know on the one hand I'm not sure that it was appropriate for the reporter to ask that question, any questions related to anything besides the storm at that exact point in time. I see that. On the other hand, I think it was inappropriate for him to dismiss the question. Uh, What he should have done if he wasn't going to ask any questions or allow any questions is, is do like he normally does and just walk off. That's what he typically does. But I guess putting myself in the reporter's shoes, he's so hard to access. It's so hard to get any feedback from the commander-in-chief. When you have that opportunity and he opens the floor, you seize upon it and you start firing out questions. So, uh, again, I kind of have a mixed view on that. But once he opened the floor and the question was asked got to answer it, my view. You just got to stand up in front of the American people and answer the question. But he just said, I'm not going to answer any Afghanistan questions and just walked off, abruptly, like he typically does. I just find that to be a problem. I see that as a sign of incompetence, of weakness, and just an inability to think on one's feet. That's what that requires. Hmm. Oh, boy. We're going to take a break right here for some messages for you. We'll come back and talk some more on the JT Show. Uh, Let's see. We had MEMA scheduled, but they're going to have a press conference, I think, later on today, so we're not going to do that. We'll get you an update on the weather as we know it as well. Stay with us.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Cylinder For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Tropical storm conditions with showers and thunderstorms, high near 78. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms as well, low around 72. Your Tuesday, an 80% chance of rain, high near 86. And for your Wednesday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
0: This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated.
15: Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Calloway's has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. Period. We offer bulk soils for the do it yourself project. Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown Island.
5: Callaway's is. Callaway's is.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk, Mississippi.
7: <laughs> Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. Now, now,
0: now, back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk, Mississippi.
5: Mississippi.
3: Welcome back, everyone, The J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi. So, just talking about Joe Biden exiting the podium as he normally does after delivering some statements on the storm as it was approaching. And he, he was asked. He, he opened up the floor for questions, even though he said... I was told not to take any questions, something to that effect. Well, why does he keep saying that? Why? Told by who? Who? Who's instructing you? You know, the, all the theories that folks on the right have about who's really in charge, it's not Joe Biden, he, he kind of almost validates, adds veracity to those theories when he acts like that. When he walks away,
4: it's hard to say the buck stops here when the buck doesn't even stop there for whether or not you take questions.
3: That's, I just think that's bad. So, and you've got these just images that bother, right? You've got the one last week when Peter Ducey asked him a a fairly straightforward question that I think Americans want to know. He stated that, hey, for the most part, polls show Americans. Support exiting the country, but they're not happy about the way in which it occurred, and the catastrophe and carnage and ultimately the loss of life of American service members, which ensued. And he, as you recall, he he slumped over at the podium with a uh, a folder and a portfolio that he held vertically, and he kind of rested his chin on it. That just looked weird. And it looked weak. It looked like a sign of exhaustion, of guilt. Some people have described it as such, as body English that would signify guilt. It it certainly didn't look presidential, at a minimum. And then you're caught looking at your watch during a, an extremely reverent, dignified ceremony that is, is something that is traditional in this country when service members are returned and received at the Air Force Base there. That just, that's bizarre, in my view, as well. And so he opens himself up. To these sorts of criticism, and and so he got it. But you know, there's still some out there in the left wing media that are now starting to defend. Although, in fairness, there are several that are showing that they're pretty peeved about uh, Biden in the situation. I think, to a great extent, they are attempting to distance themselves for political purposes. So you've got just a short year and a couple of months left to the midterms, and of course, the New York Times weighs in and says, "This is no big deal. Americans are they're going to forget about this. What do you think? Do you, do you think Americans are going to forget that rapidly? I'm not sure I'm buying that. I, I just I don't know. And then of course, the Washington Post. an opinion writer there says Biden tells some hard truths few want to hear in in the bottom line of this article I can summarize it for you it it said there's just no way to to exit a country like that uh, where you've been in conflict without these sorts of casualties and this sort of misery
4: well there may not be a perfect way but there's certainly a better way
3: yeah Exactly. So what appears here is that you knew this was going to happen, you shut down the Air Force base, and there doesn't seem to be any clarity on as to why that came about and who supported that decision. Is there at this point that you're aware of? I
4: remember when it first happened because there was the hoopla about the the military just up and vanishing like a fart in the wind in the middle of the night. (laughs) and setting the timers to turn off the power and everything, and then calling up the Afghan allies and going, hey, it's y'alls. But I remember in that article they were talking about how it's all a part of this plan to pull out and how they're they're going to be using the, the airport in Kabul, which is supposed to be, I believe at that time, it was supposed to be defended by Turkey.
3: Oh, nice. That's comforting. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. And so we were relying on... Taliban and the Kabul airport as a as a means of exiting. And yeah, you have an
4: airbase with I think they left behind over three million itemized pieces of equipment. Which that number is a little high because the military itemizes everything. I mean, yes. you got the doorknob. You're right. That's one thing. Then the door. That's one thing. And then this bolt is one thing, and that bolt's another. So. It was still a lot of stuff left behind. They left a lot of small arms, a lot of uh, civilian-style vehicles, but they didn't leave the keys. They, the, the, the problem I see with that is you have an air base with all this infrastructure and all this equipment and two runways, and you give that up in favor of holding up
3: in a civilian airport with one runway. And in, in that civilian airport, even in the best of times, is a cluster uh, from all accounts. And the military base, the Air Force base operated by the U.S. military, is not. We have military bases, Air Force bases all over the planet for that purpose. It's a way in and out. And we have the means to protect them. It just seems like. We should have used that to get it. I think rational people think, uh, uh, rational thinking people believe we could have used that asset to exit. That that's just will be something that needs to be investigated. This is what Biden said, though, which just sounds like an excuse, in my view, an alibi. He said, I know of no conflict as a student of history. No conflict where... When a war was ending, one side was able to guarantee that everyone that wanted to be extracted from the country would get out so i I have always taken exception, and honestly, it grinds my gears when folks say, "Well, it just has to be that way because it always has i just don't I don't believe in that that concept. Oh, because it's always been that way, it's going to and has to be that way this time. Shouldn't we always be aspiring to learn from our mistakes? To improve on anything? Doesn't matter what it is. That's just human nature, hopefully, to suggest that, oh, because it was like that in Vietnam, which it actually wasn't quite to that level, because we were using assets to get people out back then.
4: And assets that we did not want falling into the hands of the enemy. They took them into the jungle and
3: buried them or on, so that they couldn't be used, or blew them up. Or certainly you've seen the images of pushing the Hueys off of the aircraft carriers into the sea. Right. So I'm not buying this. Well, it's always been that way. I got to tell you that any time in my business career, I, I went into a business where we were trying to help them with with systems and processes to improve their organization, uh, their operations, and and I would see things that just you knew that could be improved upon, and ask the question, "Why is it that way?" You, by the way, you're, we were taught back in my old Anderson days 40 years ago, to avoid the word why. Not to strike that from your vernacular. The, uh, the theory they had was that the word why puts people on the defensive. I think there's some truth to that. So there's better ways of communicating that question. Maybe, what, well, what, what is the, the reason for this particular way to, to, to uh, process this particular business function? But anyhow, often the responsible. Well, it's just always been that way. Oh, <laughs> that, so that's kind of what this is saying here. It's it's uh, it's a crutch. It's a default. It's uh, being unwilling to really dig into the core cause of problems based on past history and improve upon them. I just thought that's weak. That response. Always been that way. So what do you expect? That's terrible. That assumes we've made zero progress as a society towards solving any problems based on past history and experience. It's just not true. We got half an hour here left on the JT show. We hope you'll stay with us. We will get a weather update. We got more talk for you as well.
5: Oh, silence.
6: Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. I'm
12: Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As of 7.30 this morning, about 130,000 homes in Mississippi were without power.
16: Mostly um, contained right now to the southwestern portion of the state, which is kind of what we anticipated.
12: Mallory White with Mima says at this point, the storm is a rain event. As what is now Tropical Storm Ida moves across Mississippi, they anticipate a lot of flash flooding. They're encouraging everyone to stay off the roads. The 10 o'clock update on Ida shows maximum sustained winds at 40 miles per hour as it moves north over western Mississippi. Some damage in Gulfport may have been due to a tornado, though the National Weather Service has yet to survey the area. You can see uprooted trees and siding and roofing that blew off homes in a neighborhood off 27th Street. And Mallory White says conditions are still too dangerous to really send out any damage assessment teams. I'm Kelly Bennett.
10: for The largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASC certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Centers offers lube oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Centers supports Mississippi outdoors, and of course, we go the distance for you.
0: Come on! You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Now here's more.
10: Yeah, I get it. You're an outcast, always
2: under attack,
3: always. We are back, the JT Show, on this stormy Monday looking at some fresh video looks like drone video of damage showing damage from Ida in Louisiana in particular in New Orleans and there's there are lots of structures that are just flattened, just piles of rubble now. So I'm sure that will continue that story will continue to unfold over the next uh, few days as we get more information and learn more about that. Rhino, are you tracking the storm? Looks like it's just north of our position here now, the the uh, I what would be used to used to be the I, I guess maybe.
4: Yeah, the uh, National Weather Service in Jackson just put out their uh, their maps of the wind threats, the flooding threats, and the threat for severe storms. For the wind threat, you're looking at a, a large swath of the Magnolia State. If you draw a line from Yazoo City down through Vicksburg, almost to Natchez, and then Cut back southeast, just north of Brookhaven, all the way down to Hattiesburg and Laurel. That southeastern quadrant of Mississippi is going to experience elevated wind threats with 45 to 65 mile per hour winds, more downed trees and power lines, a potential damage to roofs and homes and road blockages. As for flooding... There is an aerial flood warning on the uh, three Coast counties until 3:45 this afternoon. but it looks like basically you draw a line down from Eupora to McGee just straight down the, the western side or not the eastern side of the Magnolia State's going to be uh, under an elevated threat of four to eight inches of rain, some higher amounts in local areas. Flash flooding is likely some roads may be flooded or closed. And uh, you're going to see that if you go a little bit farther east into central Mississippi. There's a limited threat, two to four inches of rain throughout the day. As far as severe weather, it's that same area of the state, eastern Mississippi. You draw that line from Eupora down through Hattiesburg. The easternmost counties on the Alabama border are going to be faced with a marginal risk, as they call it, where tornadoes can't be ruled out. But right now, there doesn't appear to be a threat, and that's going to be through this evening. So, yeah, just keep an eye on it. It's going to be a lot of rain, some gusty winds, uh, some low-lying areas. will see some flash flooding, but uh, it looks like it's weakening, and it's going to continue to do that throughout the day.
3: Yeah, it it actually looks like the the size. I mean, I guess if you look from a radar perspective at the precipitation, that, that seems to have compacted a little bit. Best I can tell, the uh, the outer bands, I guess, are a little closer to what appears to be the spin- the uh, center when you animate the radar and-, and watch it spinning. And a lot of that now, again, is over in the western side, uh, certainly the southwestern side of Alabama, just crossing through Mobile, Mobile Bay, and and spinning up. So that's what these guys do. But as far as the southern and southwestern area region of our state looks like it's in the clear from a from a precipitation perspective so that's good news I I did do an update on the power outage map and so it looks like the numbers come down 106,000 it was hundred and twenty seven thousand was the highest number I saw since we've been sort of tracking that but new some new counties are now on the map Cal Calhoun County uh, Holmes County is showing some outages. Leak County, as well, Scott over uh, central, uh, east central part of the state. Let's see, Smith County. So it's all expected as the storm moves through. Fortunately, it looks like that the, the number of outages is relatively low compared to the total number tracked uh, by this tool in on a county by county basis and. Also, it uh, again, it looks like that some power has been restored since earlier. I mean, it's the take I have on it, right? It was 127,000 at one point, an hour or so ago. Now it says 106,000.
4: So, and I forget the exact number they gave yesterday, but they gave a cutoff where it's really the wind speed that they have to worry about getting in those bucket trucks 30, to fix things, I think. and I think a, a big chunk of the Magnolia State that's been affected previously. Seeing those wind speeds get down below that, so they should be out and able to get you up and running as quickly as possible.
3: It seems like 30 miles an hour is awfully strong wind to be in a bucket truck working on power. I would ice, not want to be that high up in that kind of wind. I mean, I, I was a little shocked. That was reported yesterday, right, I think, uh, from Mississippi Power, the representative we had on. I was shocked. I mean, it's good to know, but that seems to be... It's obviously very dangerous, risky work, and you're in a bucket truck, and the wind's blowing 30 miles per hour. So, incredible. By the way, the president just sat down. It looks like he is going to provide a briefing, uh, a weather-related briefing. So, that uh, is going on right now. Uh, Let's see here. Jason, yeah, you guys have been having an interesting conversation there. Jason is a, a listener who... Uh, freely acknowledges uh, that he supported and voted for President Joe Biden. He's not, however, happy with the way this situation's been handled, and uh, had some interesting thoughts on that. Um, he he's you guys had a conversation about the the closing of the air air base, uh, Bagram Air Force Base yeah, Which and he was, was talking about he's
4: a vet. he served, and he says, as a veteran, I'm sick of the media and Democrats sycophants covering for Biden here. That's not the first bit different than the ones who did it for Trump. Liberals are now mad at CNN for covering Afghanistan the same exact way <laughs> Trumpsters were before january twenty first. Yet they pretend and project and propose to be better than anyone else. Yeah, he it, says, it, our brothers and sisters still there deserve better than partisan b s.
3: Totally agree. I'm completely on board with that. So there again, reports of some Democrats who are defecting from the president. Here are a couple, and what they had to say, Representative Susan Wild, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, says it's long past time to end U.S. military presence in Afghanistan, but added it appears that the evacuation process has been egregiously mishandled. that's from somebody in the president's own party. And in a phone interview, uh, she said she doesn't place all the blame on Biden. She said there will be a lot of things to uncover through future congressional oversight hearings. Uh, You can't help but think, though, about the amount of time and effort and money spent analyzing a phone call between President Trump. Right and uh, Russian operatives, but in this case, <laughs> you, I mean, you've got a serious situation where people died. And that was all about how much were they actually involved in influencing the election or even throwing the election, the 16th election. Here we're talking about people who died. That bears an investigation. I mean, the catastrophe that we all witnessed on, on our, our televisions and in, in, uh, on the Internet, in media forms. Which that's another thing
4: Jason and I agree on. He continued, the biggest thing is waiting until it became an emergency situation. Yeah, that's and true. having all those people in one spot, creating a soft target surrounded by indefensible space. They couldn't ask for, terrorists, for more terrorists if they put a neon sign saying, attack here.
3: And, and that's and, true. And there are numerous members uh, or ex-members of the military who uh, made those same uh, made the same analysis, ex- said the exact same thing. I just certainly, we're smarter than that. We're more sophisticated than that. I know we are. I, I don't get where the breakdown was, and I, that bears investigation. Not a stupid phone call. That nobody ever was able to connect that to an actual vote in the ballot box. That's what bothered me about that whole boondoggle that absolutely produced nothing. Um, Several other reps, even in the Senate, Senator uh, Maggie Hassan, Democrat from New Hampshire, says we must complete this mission regardless of any arbitrary deadlines. Those were set by the President. Senator Mark Kelly, Democrat from Arizona, a traditionally Republican state, navy combat veteran been critical uh, outwardly critical of the administration's execution of the withdrawal he he too said uh, in interviews that august 31st is just an unimportant deadline that the more important task is completing the mission of evacuating all americans and our afghan allies i totally agree so you got lots of them that that sort of feel the the winds shall we say they're all running for office a year and a couple of months from now they want to get reelected they know this is an issue especially if they're in a district where it's not just overwhelmingly democrat and overwhelmingly democrats that are loyal un- unwavering loyalty to the president And they know that could spell trouble for them at the ballot box. So they're working to, again, distance themselves. I don't blame them. We got another segment left here on the JT Show. We'll come back. I do have a question from Ben in Madison about tax reform in Mississippi. I'll address that when we come back. Stay with us.
6: No drip roofing and construction. Online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so,
7: then you are ready for an X X-mark John and Corey Ravenstein for Juniker Jewelry Company. In Mississippi, hunting isn't a sport,
1: it's a religion.
7: All my buddies grew up hunting, and I don't miss a season today. Being a straight shooter, being safe. Honest and accurate in the field is the most important thing of all. It's exactly the same way when it comes to diamonds. You want a hunting buddy who can teach you all the secrets of the diamond business. So you really know diamond grading, the four C's, and how you get the most diamond for your hard-earned money. That's exactly what you get when you shop for your diamond at Jennifer Jewelry Company. As Mississippi's direct diamond importers, we're a target-rich environment with ten times the diamonds you'll find in average stores and diamond for diamond the guaranteed best price in the state and that's shooting you straight nine out of ten mississippi women agree the more a man
2: hunts the more he needs junikers juniker jewelry company mississippi's direct diamond importer from anywhere in mississippi we're at 1485 highland colony parkway just south of 463 in madison and juniker jewelry
6: 23 or online at homebuyersms.com.
16: Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Rebecca Turner. I'm vaccinated because I want to set a great example for my children and also keep them safe. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if you get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov. This message is brought to you by Supertalk Mississippi Media. How did Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impact rural broadband internet?
1: In January of 2019, Governor Phil Bryant signed a law allowing our state's 25 electrical cooperatives to offer high-speed internet options. Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation lobbied in support of this bill to improve the quality of life for all Mississippians. Because when Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation,
11: Visit us online at MSFB.org.
5: Tune in to Good
16: Things With Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Ah,
0: it's so awesome! You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
11: Yeah. Mm. Come on, let's get on with the show! Yeah.
0: On Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: welcome back to JT show super talk Mississippi watching uh, the president conduct what looks like a web conference with uh, a number of public sector officials right now addressing the president is Governor John Bell Edwards of Louisiana I did see there was a tile representing governor Reeves as well so and it looks like there's other mayors and, and parish presidents included in the call. So it's kind of a dialogue between the President and these public officials uh, representing their various regions of uh, Louisiana and Mississippi affected by the storm. David in Pascagoula reports that 13.4 inches of rain has fallen in Pascagoula. Two, that's over two inches in the last hour. That would just is really incredible amount of rain, just walls of water. So stay safe down there, David. Appreciate that report. Looks like it's moved further to the east and the north at this point, and hopefully you're in the clear by now, as is most of the southern half of our state, which has just been drenched. So wanted to get back to this question Ben from Madison asked if I felt after the hearings last week, if the legislature is any closer or, or is up for eliminating the income tax. And what i tell you, Ben, is that I think there is a strong interest on the part of Republicans in both chambers to get something done. What that looks like, I don't know at, at this point. But here's what I can tell you. and This is where I think we just all have to think uh, a little more openly in terms of analysis of something that is controversial like this and, and just sizing it up. You got folks that want to raise taxes in the state. There, there are people that want to raise taxes, there are people that are indignant about the idea of cutting taxes. You got uh, people who represent various organizations, that's what they get paid to do. And they're lobbying against uh, increase of sales taxes, which is included in the bill that came out of the House as, as an offset or a way to generate offsetting revenue when you, when you cut as drastically as this bill does income taxes. And then you've got those that say, well, we shouldn't have to raise any taxes. We could just eliminate the income tax and we could offset that, essentially pay for it, if you will, just by trimming expenses of spending in the state. So there there are multiple factions that all have different ideas about how to approach this. I got approached by a member of the press afterwards who, in response to me sharing some analyses that I had prepared, which I've discussed here on the air, asked, this is a person who's known me for many years, and I've been to many events where this person was present, and asked, Gerard, do you live in Mississippi? Rather, <laughs> rather arrogantly, as if I'm just clueless about the environment here in Mississippi, and therefore my analysis is, is really of no merit, because I don't understand what's happening in the trenches in Mississippi. And, you know, I just laughed about it. I wasn't going to get into an argument uh, with that individual. I, I felt like, to some extent that person was trying to maybe pick an argument and elicit a uh, an arrogant response in return and I just didn't. I wasn't going to do that, wasn't going to fall for that. So my feeling has been that I think there's an interest in getting something done and I, I will share again as I did Friday that my message to the the group, to the committee there was let's do something big, let's do something bold. Don't do something token. It's not going to move the needle and uh, you know, politicians, how they operate, the 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 fear I have is that we do something that's just minimal, such as eliminating the four percent bracket, which would uh, is essentially amount to two hundred dollars. It's five percent on four uh, percent, excuse me, on the five thousand dollar bracket there in the middle. The three percent's already been eliminated. I think we have another year left of that. It was eliminated as a, a percent per year. And so my message was, if we're just going to do something such as that kind of token, and then everybody fills out their, uh, publishes their, their, um, their bingo cards, as I call them, their political bingo cards, cut taxes, voted to cut taxes. Check that box. See, I, I voted to cut your taxes, and it's $200. We'll take anything, of course, but it's not going big or bold. And that's my concern, and I delivered that message whether or not that resonated and full influence I don't know I went representing me and what I think is a large number of taxpayers in Mississippi I didn't represent I didn't go representing this network I didn't go representing any other advocacy organization any group any company just as an individual after I thought about it I'm pretty sure I was the only person in the room at that point in time not getting paid <laughs> not on the clock which is fine I did it because I care about the state and the well being of the state. I happen to think it's good legislation. I also know it's a start, and there's lots of work that could be done to improve on it and get everybody on board. And I hope that's where we can get. But let's do something big and bold. Hopefully, that answered your question there, Ben. I know it was kind of a long uh, response. We'll step away on this stormy day. Rhino and I will be back in the studio with you tomorrow. Stay safe, and God bless everyone.